Hey legends, welcome along to a new episode of Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart, and we're getting into a little chat about Angel, Season 1, Episode 10. This is called Parting Gifts, and uh, that's a good, good episode. And we've got the aftermath of what happened with Doyle in the previous episode. He gave his life to save his friends and the group of uh, demons that he was... Uh, half a part of half human, half this group of demons that he had let down in the past. And when he had said in the opening episode, you know, everybody's got something to atone for, that's what happened in the, the prior episode. So, um, yes, uh, I should have had my notes out properly here. So, uh, at the beginning of this episode, Angel goes to see the oracles one more time. And ask them to reverse time. They had done that in a previous episode with Buffy in there, where Angel became human and couldn't continue on in that way. So he asked to be reverted back to a vampire. And the only way they could do that was to reverse time and uh, change the past. So he asked him to do the same thing here for Doyle to bring him back. You know, this is Doyle was my conduit to the powers that be, you know, without his visions. I'm fighting blind with the, you know, what am I supposed to do here? But the oracles refused to do it. And, you know, they they pretty much say that, you know, Doyle made us atonement, made us sacrifice. And to change that now would make that pointless. So they pretty much kick him out of the, there and uh, tell him, you know, as one door closes, another door opens. So, uh, Yes, meanwhile, there's a demon caught the, this guy running down the street, horns in his head and whatnot. Your typical humanoid demon looking sort of a character. Uh, middle of the daytime, he's trying to evade the pursuit of a black clad motorcycle rider. And this motorcycle rider is kind of set up like the Terminator in a way in this episode, which just makes it even funnier whenever you realise who it is, back at the the offices of Angel Investigations, Cordelia, she's looking for something in the office, you know, she's, in the prior episode, the whole lead up to her relationship with Doyle, uh, culminated really in her, having the same feelings that he had for her, and making that decision, has kind of broken her in this episode. She's looking around the office, the office for something that's, you know, tangible, you know, like a memory of him. Uh, Angel tries to be understand, but Cordelia shies away from further discussion about the feelings. Um, but her watch beeps as a reminder that she's scheduled for an audition. So, you know, on the one hand, she's this devastated, broken character, but then typical Cordelia style, still very much in the mould of what she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The beeper goes on the phone, I have to go for an audition, and her personality kind of changes, and off she goes. Uh, when she opens the door to leave, the demon that was being chased by the guy in the motorcycle is just coming in to ask Angel for help, uh, send Cordelia in its way. Angel tries to Figure out whether he can help this demon whose name is Barney, uh, as well as he really wants to or not. But uh, this guy, Barney, uh, tells 
angel that he's an empath demon and he admits to using his ability to read people's emotions to get age and cards or fights and you know that's it nothing major I don't know why this guy's trying to take me out uh, I'm not doing anything evil you know just trying to make a bit of money in the side with it Angel identifies Barney as a cheat and wonders whether the guy in the motorcycle, motorcycle might have a good reason to be after him but Barney's protesting you know you know you know, I'm not perfect, not evil. Can't imagine why this guy would track me down. Uh, state after state, this has been on for a long, long time. So at the addition, we cut over to that there, Cordelia. She breaks down, sobbing in the middle of her reading. Um, you know, it's like an advertisement where she's supposed to be upbeat and whatnot. And uh, she breaks down, the emotions get the better of her. And the free producers just, you know, they give her an hour try, but... In the last moment, she suffers from her first vision. So the vision that's her. That's what we've seen in the prior episode where Doyle kissed her. You've seen this little wasp of light between his mouth and hers. That was his visions moving across the horse. That's what the oracles meant when one door closes and another one opens. So Cordelia is now vision girl in the series. Um, we cut over to the man on the motorcycle. He continues to track down the demon. Uh... He gets off the bike and he examines this yellow fluid he finds in the corner of a building. So again, they're pushing this kind of narrative. I think this is a, the Terminator sort of a thing. Uh, you don't see who this guy is at this point. So uh, we cut back to the offices. Uh, Cordelia comes back from her audition and uh, she marches in, grabs hold of Angel, kisses him on the lips. And he's freaked out for a second. Um, she says, uh, you know, she didn't feel anything and asks if he did. Uh, he tells her no and she gets frustrated. Uh, when Angel starts to try to discuss it with her, she groans and says she still has it. Uh, she explains that she thought her kiss with Doyle meant something, but instead he used it to pass on his visions. And of course, Angel now realizing that the kiss was the mechanism for passing on the vision there. Cordelia embarks on a kissing spree, essentially. Like Barney's in there, this demon is in there. So he comes out from another room, and right away she grabs him, kisses him. Of course, the vision don't go to him. Uh, but Barney, he's like, you know, I like the way you treat your customers here. So, uh, yeah, uh, Barney and Angel leaves the amp. Oh, fuck me. Oh. Excuse me, I'm trying not to swear in these episodes. <laughs> uh, Angel leaves Barney, the empath demon, under Cordelia's care. Lost my way in my notes there. So sorry, guys. Uh, gives her instructions to also try to sketch what she saw in her vision. So he goes to check out Barney's low-rent motel room. And Angel's then ambushed by the the guy in the motorcycle and he's then revealed in the, the dark light of the room uh, to be armed with a crossbow uh, Angel the man shoves Angel further into the room and levels his crossbow at Angel's chest and he walks in and it's revealed that he's Wesley Wyndham Price Buffy and Faith's former watcher so that just makes the comic moment even better and if he, you know they pulled it up for that first section of the episode where you know, well, this is a 
a dangerous, dangerous Terminator-type character in this. He's been chasing this guy across countless states, trying to get hold of him. Then you work out it's good old Wesley. <laughs> so Angel disarms Wesley in short order, and uh, Wesley tells the Angel that he has quit the Watcher's Council, and you know, Angel makes a bit of a joke about them firing Wesley. Uh, but he, or Wesley insists that without a slayer to watch over, he did not quite, uh, he did not quit, and is now a freestyled rogue demon hunter. Uh, Angel and Wesley compare notes on their overlapping cases, and enormous demon uh, attacks him, oozing this yellow fluid that Wesley had been checking earlier, uh, slinging Wesley against the wall with ease. The demon lands a few good punches at the angel until Wesley shoots it with the crossbow and it... Uh, to their surprise, the demon screams, crashes out the second story window to run away, limping and moaning. Meanwhile, back in Angel's apartment under the office, Cordelia, she's trying to sketch this grey blobby sort of thing that she's seen in her vision, but it just nothing's making any sense to her. And... Uh, uh, Barney attempts to engage Cordelia in conversation by you know, offering this little bit of sympathy for his gr- her grief, and he finds himself the the target of her anger and suspicion. Barney assures her he didn't mean to intrude, and Cordelia, you know, apologizes for being rude to him. And kind of makes amends. Uh, she opens up a bit about a doyle. And uh, Barney has a nice line in this episode where, you know, he's an empath demon, of course, he knows everything that's going on in her head. But he does say something that is fairly deep for her at this point. You know, at the beginning of the episode, she was walking about the office trying to find something. There was not even a coffee mug that belonged to Doyle. That's almost as if he wasn't here. And uh, Barney says, you know, I take it this friend of yours, Doyle, didn't have much in the way of possessions. You know, it seems like he's gave you the most important element of himself to you regarding the visions. So I love that line from Barney in this episode, even though he turns out to be a complete tool by the end of it. Uh, just then Angel comes downstairs, bringing Wesley with him. Barney, he runs and hides. He's like, this is the guy that was after me. But Angel reassures him. Uh... That, uh, you know, Wesley's one of the good guys. Um, checking to see that Angel's out of sight, Cordelia then jumps on Wesley, kisses him, hoping that the visions will go to him. So uh, they have a moment where they kind of compare notes to the... She had a crush on him back in season three, I think, of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And when they kissed, what she thought was going to be the the Prince Charming character turned out to be terrible. And Wesley makes a a reference to that by saying, you know, I think that kiss went a little bit better than her last one. So, uh, yeah, Cordelia only recognised Wesley after the extreme of disappointment that the visions are still with her. As Angel and Barney re-enter the room, Wesley snaps back on task and 
disappears in the direction of Angel's library, only to reappear moments later, having identified their opponent as the Klungai, a demon of Asian origin. Now, that's the thing that uh, was really needed for this series, was the the Watcher type of characters. I've said it before, uh, you don't really know for sure why Doyle was actually written out of the episode, whether it was anything to do with his struggles in his real life. But, you know, looking back on it now, I kind of feel that, you know, you needed that character in there as a, a way to introduce the visions and the story and they were always going to pass to Cordelia no matter what way it was going to go. And obviously, Wesley was always going to be in the series. Um, the rogue demon hunter, Wesley, claims that continuing to track down the Kungai as his job or their job, if Angel insists. Angel orders Wesley to stay behind. Wesley makes a sound of disappointment when Cordelia asks him if he's okay. And he starts to tell her no because his leather pants are chafing him. Again, he's got the full Terminator gear on him. Uh, but he trails off when she realises that wasn't what she was asking about. Um, we cut over to a Korean spa in Los Angeles, uh, a Lotus Spa. And bribing the desk clerk to let him in, the angel finds the Kungai demon. But it's dying because of the attack horn on its forehead has been ripped off. Angel speaks Korean, but can't understand what the Kungai is urgently telling him. Back at Angel's apartment, Cordelia continues to sketch the object from revisions and complains about Doyle's gift. And this is the point, I'd actually jumped ahead, this is the, the point where Barney had given her that little bit of a pep talk about, you know, this guy didn't have much in the way of possessions. He gave you the most important thing that he had. So, uh, yes, Cordelia starts to make coffee. Uh, Barney makes a call on his mobile to someone, an associate called Hank, and mentions that he stole the horn from the Kungai demon. And Barney tells Hank, but he now has a line on something better, a seer. So these guys are trading in black market superpowers, more or less. Uh, Wesley turns up at the spa, now wearing a suit, looking more like himself, and helps Angel by translating the Kung guy's last words, which identify Barney as the murderer. So we're all on the same page now, watching the episode and uh, the characters on there. Uh, back at Angel's place, Barney changes his personality towards Cordelia, begins to insult her. She gets upset, starts to fight with him. She tries to run, but he blocks her and ties her wrists behind her. Uh, Barney savors her fear, asking her to keep it up. Uh, you know, he's just enjoying this, you know, just her emotions is feeding whatever sick need that he has at this point. Uh, Cordelia pretends to get visions about him. And he asks her if he's in danger, and she replies, uh, you're in pain. And uh, he kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> I'm really having to really think about what I'm saying here, because I'm trying to keep my language as clean as possible. You know, I'm trying to keep my content as family-friendly as I can, you know, as far as the language goes. Um... 
you know, so uh, you get me in the right day, I can swear like a sailor, but I'm trying not to. So uh, Barney tells her to go with him quietly because bruises bring down the cost of the merchandise. Cordelia tries to scream for help and he punches her saying, but it doesn't bring down the cost by that much. So Angel and Wesley return to an empty apartment. Uh, Wesley feels responsible for Cordelia's fate and Angel's looking for clues to what happened to her. Uh, Wesley you know, sort of collapses in despair over losing yet another young woman from his care, admitting that he didn't quit the Watcher's Council, but he was fired for failure to control either of the slayers placed under his care. Angel then finds a crumpled drawing that Cordelia made of revisions, and he rotates the paper up on its side and recognises it as a grey sculpture, uh, maiden with urn. Uh, Angel queries the web, gets on the internet and finds that the sculpture is currently owned by a hotel chain with a load of establish- establishments in LA. Wesley, having looked up the one Congoy phrase he hadn't been able to translate, finds that it means collar seal. After a few moments, rolling it over his tongue, he realises Kungai meant auction. Uh, Angel starts calling out to find where the statue is located. So if they find the statue at the hotel, that's where the auction's at. So Cordelia awakens. She's bound and gagged in a room of the grey sculpture. So she finally hits it for her. This is, you know, we're in trouble here. This is the vision that I had and now I'm seeing it. Uh, yes, and it's making sense now because she was drawn up from the wrong angle. But now that she's lying on her side, she's seen it at this proper angle, and it's like, oh, I'm doomed. Uh, anyway, uh, Cordelia notices a long cloth draped table covered with various body parts and organs, including uh, a still beating heart on a pedestal jar. And hearing Barney talking with someone and approaching from the other room, she closes her eyes and tries to pretend she's still unconscious. Um, they seem to be discussing whether to remove her eyes before or after the auction, uh, as Hank continuously clicks the extractor device. The auction begins, uh, the item for sale immediately before Cordelia uh, comes up with the, the attack horn from the Kungai. Hank brings Cordelia to the podium, where she tries to claim that she might not be a seer since she only had one vision, but no one's listening to her. And Barney starts the bidding for the seer's eyes at $2,000. The bidding slows down to $11,000. And Cordelia, yeah, Cordelia being Cordelia is like, you know, I'm worth more than that there. Uh, so Angel and Wesley find out where they're at and arm themselves up to go rescue her. Uh, Cordelia, back at the auction, she's buying time by inciting the bidding war between two of the people that's bidding on her. Uh, the contest proves fatal for one bidder. He gets taken out by the other guy. And the matter seems settled at a substantial $20,000 sale, which has Barney excited. Uh, the representative from Wolfram and Hart suddenly bids $30,000. And... You know, it's been a while since I watched this episode. I want to say it's Lila Morgan. I think this was her introduction to the series. But uh, 
that was pretty much it. Uh, she bids the biggest money, gets the seal, but Cordelia is rescued in the nick of time by Angel and Wesley. Um, so she's back at the end of the auction. Cordelia is in the back room listening to Barney negotiate with the Mac, the lawyer from Wolverman Hart. No, sorry, I should have went further ahead in my notes. Uh, no, this guy, Mac, it's not, it's not your woman. <laughs> I made a mistake, sorry. Um, uh, he's negotiating with Mac, the lawyer from Wolfram and Hart, about the additional fee for removing her eyes. Uh, why Hank still click the free pronged extractor and Mac agrees to the extra thousand dollars. And Barney, taking the extractor from Hank, Holds Cordelia down to do the job himself, and you know, Hank's not happy with us here. You know, he was looking to do it. Uh, and they've got like a childish argument thing. You know, just settle down. I'm doing it. Um, a body comes flying through the door at this point. Uh, uh, Angel and Wesley follow immediately after this guy gets knocked senseless as they're coming in to rescue Cordelia. A fight starts, and the guy from Wolfman Hart, having already made a strategic exit, uses his cell phone to give the situation report. Angel shouts to Wesley to get Cordelia, but just as Wesley and Cordy head for the nearest exit, Barney attacks Wesley uh, in the ensuing struggle. Barney quickly gets the upper hand and starts to throttle Wesley. Cordelia grabs the tack horn, stabs Barney in the back of it, and they watch as the horn's powers drains his life force, so he just, you know, wellers up and disappears, more or less. Um, yeah, uh, Angel takes out the rest of the, the gang on there, and Cordelia hugs Angel, who acknowledges Wesley's assistance. So it's uh, a nice little opening episode for Wesley as well, anyways. Feeling down and out because of what happened to him, with the Watchers Council and the, the Slayers, and he's been roaming around as a rogue demon hunter, kind of pointless since then. And now he's got a little bit of, you know, well done, Wesley, from Angel. So back at the end of the episode in Angel's apartment, Cordelia sits in the kitchen table, and she's ironing out the drawing, and she's going to frame it as a memento for saving her life and as a reminder that something of Doyle's will always be with them. Angel continues to scramble eggs. You know, he's making up breakfast. You know, Wesley is, uh, makes his farewells, uh, drawing out his departure as far as he can. And, uh, yeah, Angel, who already has a plate out for Wesley, offers him breakfast. So Wesley excitedly accepts. And uh, the free enjoy each other's company. And that's where we kind of close out the episode. So I did enjoy this one. It was a nice little follow-up to uh, Doyle's departure in the, the prior episode. And it tied up the any loose ends that you would have had. And uh, yeah, just sort of put a full stop on his character. And you know, he's gone. This is the situation now. Cordelia is going to have to continue on having the visions 
uh, we've got a new character in there that's going to give them that watcher knowledge moving forward in their attempts to fight the darkness. So, uh, yeah, enjoyable, enjoyable little episode. Not the most action-packed, but uh, fairly heavy in story. Um, I really did enjoy that take on the the Terminator kind of character. They're, they're, they're hiding Wesley's identity at the beginning of it. Very, very funny. Anyway, that's going to do it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review the show. Share it along. Get subscribed or follow whatever platform you're on, whatever the term is, whether it's a subscribing or following, please do that. And if you want to contact the show directly, you can do on hellmouthhotline at gmail.com. So until the next episode, guys, stay safe, and I'll talk to you all then. This has been a production of Coins Edge Media. Thank you so much for listening.